Well, today's show was going to be uh, uh, basically just a recap of Draymond Green's comments. We're going to get to that. But then Kylan and I, and Kylan, good job pointing this out because this dropped just moments before we, we were about to start the show. And as you can see in the description to our, to your right, if you're watching it on a screen, we weren't planning on talking about Clay Thompson. But then he had a very interesting moment during a press conference, I believe, today where his reaction, I think, highlighted the frustration of the Golden State Warriors this season and his frustration particularly. So we're going to talk about Clay and Dre. That's the topic. Kylan Mills and I are going to launch things right now. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. By the way, Kylan, I don't know if you heard, I was a big winner last week on Prize Picks. Yeah, I did. No, I, I, I didn't. Sounds like you owe me a drink. <laughs> I, I, I owe you a lot of drinks, but uh, yeah. So Price Picks is awesome. Sounds like you, you owe me win. those built bars that you said you're. <laughs> well, I'm gonna send. I, and if I have folks- no. We're we're replacing the built bars with uh, uh some clothes for Charlie. I that I need to get Fair. to as well. Um, Fair. but regardless, you can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at her name. It's super easy, Kylan Mills. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsis, on Threads at Dog Wild Kylan. Uh, you brought this to my attention. Thank you for doing that because this dropped just moments ago. I'm guessing uh, this was the post-practice press conference earlier today. Clay Thompson was on the screen. Uh, how do you, Can you set this up for us, please? Because I actually still haven't watched the whole thing yet. So if you don't mind, set it up, Kylan. Yeah. So uh, first of all, Daniel already pointed out that I look tan. And if you're watching on YouTube, I got a spray tan today. I do have to rinse it off. And but you have to like wait eight hours, so I'm not gonna look this dark. But I'm doing some studio this week, this studio work this week for Big Ten Network, and I could not look pale as heck. So <laughs> just getting that out of the way off the top. Uh, regarding Clay Thompson's soundbite that's now going somewhat viral, or at least getting a lot of responses on Twitter, uh, he was asked by Tim Kawakami of The Athletic something along the lines of you know Steve Kerr being confident and kind of like sticking with guys who are slumping, such as Clay. Um, and he immediately gets a little bit, you know, his feathers get a little bit ruffled by it. And, and his response is a little bit of attitude. He says, what are you suggesting? You know, benching me, benching wigs, but, uh, we'll, I'll let you guys take a listen and, and see exactly what went down. Yeah, this is my first, I only heard the very beginning of this. Uh, so I'm going to indulge as well as everyone else. Here is Clay Thompson in his press conference today, uh, being questioned by Tim Kawakami, longtime Bay Area columnist now with The Athletic. Kirk talks a lot about believing in his guys especially the starting lineup one championship not too long ago having patience letting guys kind of you know find their game how aware are you of that kind of patience and or in how much the you know do you value it what do you, you want me to bench me no no, no. it's like that's bench some, wigs <laughs> i don't think i said that okay i mean if you could suggest it, it's fine but i mean Thanks, Steve, I guess. 
Like, I don't know, sometimes you earn these things like patience and time to find yourself. And I think history will uh, is on our side when it comes to that stuff. You say that, do you, have you heard people say that or? Is, no, I don't care what people say. Like, they don't do what we do. <laughs> they can't do what they do. That's why they talk. Why would I, like, come on. <laughs> I don't care what people say at this point in my life. <laughs> Next question. Uh, for the record, he does care what other people say. I can say that like with a fact. Uh, and, and someday I hope to re reveal what I mean by that. But uh, Kylan, what? <laughs> well, your immediate reaction to, to Clay Thompson's words? So a lot of people are, or I've seen some people already in the comments saying that TK was trying to poke the bear, but I kind of get what he was asking. Um, you know, like how much do you value Steve Kerr's trust and faith in you? Um, I think it's a fair question to ask because. Clay Thompson, especially since his back-to-back -back major injuries, has slumped at times, and he's been up and down, and Steve Kerr has never wavered. He never has wavered with Andrew Wiggins, despite some of the struggles that he's dealt with. Like, Steve Kerr is a very loyal coach, in my opinion, to a fault almost, and it's something that we talk about on this program, and it's talked about a lot across different media outlets in terms of this team when there are players who have been perennial starters who struggle at what point should a coach start to have those discussions mm -hmm. or look at making a change to the starting lineup. But Steve Kerr is a coach who has been very, very loyal to his players who have been with the organization for a long time. Uh, I mean, I think Andrew Wiggins, not Andrew Wiggins, uh, I think Andre Guadala is another example of that. The fact they even signed him when he literally could not play like that man should have retired. He should not have played last season. The fact that they even gave him a vet minimum after the track record he had prior of injuries and the age and all that stuff. Like to me, that was a sign of loyalty and appreciation for what Andrew, for what I keep saying, Andrew Wiggins, for what Andre Guadala had done for the organization in the past and his contributions to the championship run. To me, that was a wasted roster spot. In my opinion, like that's an example where I feel like the Warriors could have been better served by signing someone else, especially since they didn't fill the 15th roster spot and they haven't the last couple seasons. Then you add in Andre Guadala who literally doesn't play and can't play all season long for, almost two consecutive seasons it's like well, mm -hmm. doing the team um so i think that steve kerr and the organization in general is very loyal to their guys who've been here throughout this last decade and i think it's a fair question to ask when people do point out like hey at what point should discussions be had about changing the starting lineup and i don't think that tim kawakami was out of line and asking clay like how much do you value i think he you know was kind of trying to be careful it seemed like based on his pause about how to ask it but you know just how much do you value or appreciate or recognize the fact that steve kerr is a very loyal coach yes with a lot of faith and belief in the guys who've been there for a long time he is not you know he is not a coach that looks to immediately insert especially the youngsters and it's something that we both have been a little bit critical of steve kerr about not giving the young players enough opportunities and the fact that he does often go with those veterans, regardless of how they're playing, because of their history with the organization, the trust that's been developed. And of course, because they've proven themselves to some degree, that matters as well. But it's certainly a, a worthwhile discussion. And I, you know, I don't think he was out of line in, in trying to ask that. Uh, to me, it clearly has bothered Clay. That's what I took away from the way he responded. I think that he's seen and heard some of the noise, seen the tweets, whatever it may be, comments on social media, heard some of the noise and some of the suggestions. I mean, the fact that he brought it up right off the bat when TK asked that question, well, what are you saying? Bench wigs, bench me. Uh, you know, clearly that's something that's bothering him.
That's yeah, I, takeaway. Clearly, that's something that's bothering him. Um, to me, he is a player who is pretty emotional and does get or does respond when things are said about him. You know what I mean? Like Steph Curry to me is much more even keel. Like Clay Thompson, you can see he gets bothered by things that are said on media. I mean, he called out Charles Barkley for saying that he doesn't think he will be or is the player he used to be. You know, like he's had yeah situations like that where, where Steph, you know, kind of like, yeah, I don't really care. Um, every player is a little bit different in terms of how they internalize comments that are said on the outside, how they respond, how they react to them. And to me, Clay is a player who who does get bothered by that kind of stuff. And that was evident to me based on his reaction to Tim Kawakami saying that where he immediately brings up, are you saying I should be benched? Absolutely. Did, did, did Kawakami, did you hear Kawakami mention Wiggins at all? No. Yeah, so so Clay was clearly uh, like that alone ex- revealed to me that this has been festering in Clay and that he's hearing the noise because why bring up Wiggins if you're not hearing anything, right? I mean, like uh, that that part was weird enough. Like he immediately went to what a lot of people are discussing that both him and Wiggins are struggling mightily this season. Uh, folks should should be aware of this as well, just in case they're not. The Warriors PR staff gives the players copies on a nearly daily basis of everything written about them. And th- this is across sports, right? I didn't, every organization has their own different uh, practices uh, for the Warriors. And this doesn't, they don't usually provide transcripts of podcasts, which is where, you know, like you and I might skate a little bit here in terms of a player, uh, uh, you know, animosity directed toward us. Um, but it's mostly like the written word. So anything uh, published in newspapers, uh, anything with a digital platform like Bleacher Report, if there's an article written about the Warriors, uh, they're going to read it from the PR staff. Uh, so so they're they're made aware from just that point alone. But look, we've seen Steve Kerr protect him time and time and again. He scoffs every time the, the topic of Clay coming off the bench is mentioned. Um, you know, at first, I think a lot of people were wondering, like, Steve, like, why are you so why are you so sensitive to this? Why are you why are you, why are you lacking any open mindedness to the idea and I think the answer is right there, because if he ever talked about that, that idea publicly, Clay will be pissed off. Um, and he's having when we come back, I'm going to break down the stats uh, or Colin, if you have them, I'll, I'll defer to you. But um, we've got some stats here. I just want to mention to everyone as well that it is true that Clay historically typically has slower starts than usual. Uh, but you and I both broke down those slower starts in years past and nothing compares to what he's slumping, what he's doing now, like. His shooting is the worst of his career. Uh, the numbers are right now would be, I think, second worst in his career um, besides his rookie season. Yeah, there's a lot of problems going on. We're going to talk more about that in just a moment because uh, we have some excellent sponsors that we have to give love to. Uh, and Kylan, very eloquently put in terms of your your reaction to that. I 100% agree with everything you said there. Um, first up, though, is price picks. And look, this entire ad can just be me talking about what happened Friday. So... I made a few bets on price picks, Kylan, and I don't know if you'll appreciate this or not, but I decided to capitalize off Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins' struggles. Now, I made sure not to make that my only bet, so I'm not sitting there rooting for those two players to, to have bad nights. You I can was going to say Cyrus. Clay's going to yes, be talking well, after you I, next. Well, here's what I did. I decided to, to, to put most of my money on just a two-player bet, and the whole premise of price picks is Two to six players, you're, you're deciding whether it's a more than or less than situation in terms of points, assists, rebounds. You could also uh, wager across different sports. Like tonight, we're going to have one of the, the most boring 
unattractive NFL games in recent history, Bears and Vikings. I don't know who's going to be interested in that. Kylan, you're from the Midwest. Do you have any interest in that game tonight? Do you oh, care? it's terrible. No, it's horrible. awful. And, it's and there is not much to watch with the Bears. <laughs> I, I have put myself through it in small spurts, and it's all I can handle. Right. So but it, so, so prize picks at least makes a game like that interesting. You can bet on certain players whether sure. they're going to have more or less than a total number of rushing yards, passing yards, receptions, you name it. You can bet on that. So on prize picks, I, I did a, a couple wagers. One was just Steph and Victor Wembanyama uh, scoring more than their points that was listed. And they even had like a last minute promotion. Prize picks does this all the time where they'll reduce the number. So Steph, for example, one of the top scorers in the game, usually you have to decide on more or less than 28, 29, 30 points. They brought that number down to 24 and a half. So right away I was like, bam, that's an easy uh, bet there. I'm going to, I'm going to bet that Steph will score more than that. And then Victor Wimbanyama was at 19.5. So you have to bet on, on at least two teams. Um, if, if you could just pick on two or more players on the same team, I would just, I would steal, I would clean them out easily. Cause I would just been on the Warriors all day, but so you have to pick on a second team and that's, and, and so I went with the Spurs, their opponent that night, bet on Victor Wimbanyama. He got the over with a minute 50 and change to play. And by, but I put a second bet in. And that was a four-player one, and that one had the same two, but then I also bet the under on Clay's points. I bet the under on Andrew Wiggins' points. I figured, you know what? If I want to watch them struggle, why not make some money off it? And I scored big. So that's what you can do with prize picks as well. It's super easy. It's super fun. You can make money uh, off your favorite players struggling. You could still at least profit off that. So go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA. For a first deposit match up to $100. Again, pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA. So you're playing with double the amount you put in up to $100. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Dawn has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. <clears throat> Excuse me. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills. Super easy. Uh, so I, I want to read to you Clay's stats real fast, just because um, it, it's it's a huge source of his frustration. He's averaging 15 points a game right now. The only time he's ever averaged less than that is his rookie year when he averaged 12.5. He also only played 29 games that season. I'm sorry, do you have the stats, Kylan? Am I am I sabotaging you? No, Did no, you go for it. Okay. Um, and then, but he's also dangerously close to reaching the, his numbers. Uh, in his second year, he's right now, he's straight. He's this is his third worst season. No, I'm sorry, this is his second worst season ever. His second year, he averaged 16.6 points per game. He's averaging 15 right now. Now, where it gets really concerning, and I'm guessing anyone who watches the Warriors sees Clay's shots routinely miss, right? It's like it's it's be it's bewildering, like how often he's missing shots that used to easily go in. And his three point percentage right now on the season is 36.7. That would be his lowest in his entire career. Even his rookie season, when he averages 12.8 points per game, he still shot 41.4% from three. His only other season where he dipped below 40% was two years ago. The first year he came back 
uh, from his ACL and his Achilles injury where he missed half the season, he shot 38.5% that season. He's down to 36.7. And this raises the question, Kylan, uh, piggybacking off what we just heard in that attribution there. What, is At what point do we start considering benching him? When I say we, I, I'm figuratively referring to Steve Kerr. At what point does Kerr think about this? Like, do you just not think about it the whole year? What, what, if you were Steve Kerr, Kylan, what would your approach be to all this? It's a delicate situation because he just heard Clay Thompson. I think he's bothered by people who call for him to not start. And I don't think he's a player who would adjust well to coming in off the bench. I don't think he is. I think it would be too big of a mental hurdle for him to overcome, which is a little bit problematic because one of the things that's made this Golden State Warriors team work is the fact that everyone's selfless. It's a positive culture. Steph Curry's coming off the bench. Draymond Green is coming off the bench. I just don't see Clay, and based on his comments that he just made today, being okay with that. Like, I, I struggle to see that happening. Um, so I think for Steve Kerr, that puts you between a rock and a hard place because no matter how he's doing, whether it's career-worst numbers or not, let's say the slump continues and we're halfway through the year and he's still shooting like that and just not able to produce points, what do you do? Do you not start this player knowing that putting him in the second unit. And then you also have to think if you put someone like Clay Thompson into the second unit, you bump him off from being a starter, an attitude issue or a malcontent that can affect the entire team that can affect the chemistry that can affect the culture. And Clay is someone that the young players look up to. He is someone that's a leader who helps set the tone aside from Draymond and Steph Curry. Clay Thompson is the next biggest figure on this team. Who's been around mm -hmm. the organization the longest so to me, you just risk a ripple effect of a lot of problems if you move Clay Thompson to the bench and he has an issue with that. Um, so I just, where we talk about huh? it's a fine line of Steve Kerr being too loyal, I also think that it's a tough situation for him to be in um, to look to make that type of change, knowing the type of impact it would have and knowing the type of player that Clay Thompson is. And he has gone through so much trying to work back from these injuries. And I think that's a big reason why he is sensitive to a lot of the comments that are made. And he brings up something like what Charles Barkley has said about him because he's been through so much and being mm -hmm. a part of this team and competing at this level means so much to him that I think that it would be really difficult for him to adjust to that type of role. Um, maybe you dial back his minutes a little bit, maybe you switch up some of the rotations, see if you can help get him going in a different way without moving him to the bench. If these numbers continue, it's something that you have to look at. How do we make a change that will help the team? How can we help Clay Thompson? Both those questions need to be asked. I don't know if bringing him off the bench is the answer, but what else can be done? Like I said, is there any change in his minutes, change in the rotation, uh, you know, run some sets for him, anything else that could be done to try to get him going? Mm -hmm. um, it's not something that I have the answer to, but I just think that bringing him off the bench is kind of risky business. Um, is that a move that you would make if you were Steve Kerr and this continues? I'm going to answer that in just a moment. Uh, I also want to bring up what Rick Barry said. I, I hosted a new episode of the Rick Barry show with him earlier today, and uh, he brought up another point, which was interesting regarding Clay. I'm going to share all that and answer your question uh, after we give some love to another sports gambling sponsor of this program. This is the modern era of sports, Kylan. Did you ever imagine that you would have a channel? I, I don't know if you subscribe to cable or have like Hulu Live or YouTube Live, but one of the channels is FanDuel. Uh, our, our next sponsor, the official sports yep. book of the Locked On Podcast Network. They have their own TV channel. Did you ever yep. 
imagine that in a million years, like when we were younger. I mean, that's, yeah. that's crazy to me. But con congratulations to FanDuel for that. And right now the NFL season is going on. And as the weather gets cold, it is getting cold, by the way. Kyle. You're traveling like back and forth between the Bay Area and the Midwest. Like I'm, I'm bitching about the cold here in the Bay Area. How bad is it in the Midwest every time you're making those trips? Yeah, I am so excited to be back in the Bay because it is frigid. Right now, the highs are in the 20s, so it's oh, oh my brutal. God. Yeah, exactly. So no room to complain. It's supposed to be pretty nice in San Francisco, though, this weekend, or at least, like I said, on, on the west side of, of the Bay. I'm sure the east side maybe will be around there warmer, but it's supposed to be back up around 60, okay? So I'll take it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Look, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. By the way, the coldest weather I've ever experienced in my life was Chicago. Like that, the wind that comes from the lake, I've never yeah. felt anything like that in my life. That that is that was brutal. Um, so kudos to anyone in the Midwest because you, you got some tough skin there. Right now, though, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Uh, I would guess betting on the Minnesota Vikings tonight, the money line would be a safe bet. They're probably going to beat the piss out of the, the Chicago Bears. Bet against the, the Carolina Panthers. Whatever the obvious bet is, place $5 on that. Avoid the spread. Go with the money line, and you will get 150 bucks in bonus bets slid right into your account. Good as cash. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. I guess it's been kicked off for a while now, so resume the kickoff. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, one final segment. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at her name. It's super easy, Kylan Mills. You can follow me, Cyrus Otzes, on threads at Dog Wild. I, look, I, I, what Rick said earlier, uh, was a good point. And you and I were talking about this as well. Most players, most athletes, when they enter a contract year, thrive off it because they're motivated. They've got incentive. They're aiming. Yeah. They have this, a, a very specific goal. So usually in a contract year, players thrive for, yeah. for the obvious reason that they want to get a huge contract uh, with their next deal. Maybe Clay Thompson's the opposite. You know, like there's a very good possibility here that Clay could be having an adverse effect to this being a contract year that the money part of it. And again, I'm not supporting this. I'm not defending this, but it is possible that that could be affecting as well. My theory though, is more so that this is just a player who is going to be 34. Not every player, even in this modern era with advanced uh, medicine and training and diets, not every player is going to age at the same rate. Some players yeah. will decline sooner. Isaiah Thomas of the Pistons was done at like 31, 32 uh, Michael Jordan called the quits at 35, and then he came back a few years later, but was not the same. He was old. Um, look, my suspicion, my guess is Clay's on the decline. And I saw someone in the chat earlier, I think I highlighted it, say, well, Clay Thompson last year let the NBA in three-pointers made. True, but his, his game also started declining drastically uh, in March, declined more in April, declined even more into the playoffs. And that has not turned, up, turned around this year. All we're seeing is more of that decline that started late last season. And if that's the case, um, I, I'm, I agree with you. Like if I'm coach Kerr, I don't know if it's beneficial to bench him, but I do think you have to cut the minutes back and reward other players who are doing more. 
Um, like Kyla, like like what players on this roster would you give more minutes to? Like I played this game a couple weeks ago. I'll, why don't I play this with you right now? This is actually fun. I'm going to do this real fast. I'm going to give you a, a yeah. player's total minutes. And you tell me if you like the over on that, meaning you want more minutes, or if you think this player should get less minutes. All right. Uh, Stephen Curry's averaging 33 minutes per game. Over or under? Or same? I do right around the same, if not under. Yeah. Totally with you. Now, Clay Thompson is second on the team in minutes right now, and that could be where an adjustment is made. He's averaging 29 minutes per game right now. Over or under? Under. I, I mean, I think with the way he's playing recently, or at least while he's in this slump, dial it back 24, 25, I think right around there at least. Yeah. I'm with, totally and with you. Give um, someone else those five minutes. The number one player I think of is Moses Moody, but I want to hear the breakdown of where everyone else's minutes are at. But immediately absolutely. my mind goes to Moody, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Uh, Chris Paul, 28.1. Um, I, I would say hold. <laughs> so neither <laughs> over or under, I would say hold. Uh, I, I like Chris Paul's contributions. I would like him to shoot a little bit better, but... You know, I do like him closing you. out games and getting those late fourth quarter minutes. Uh, I like him, you know, right now where they have them playing first, second, and third. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I've been okay with Chris Paul's minutes. Yeah, and just and just to add to the shooting numbers this year, and it's getting better, thankfully. He started the season Yeah, really he started abysmal. So, like, he's gotten incrementally better as the season's gone on. Totally. 39.7% is his field goal percentage on the year. That is way below what we're accustomed mm -hmm. to seeing and his three point percentage, 32.3. So let's hope those go up. But the three point number has gone up drastically. That was yeah. really bad. Uh, yeah. Andrew Wiggins, who Clay mentioned without uh, provocation, 26.7 minutes per game. I would go with the under. I would say he gets the same treatment as Clay with 24, 25 minutes, at least if he's struggling the way he has. I think yeah. he's had better energy in some of the recent games. Like I say that hesitantly because I think he's had some moments, but still uh, he's got to figure out how to score the basketball. I mean, my gosh. Yeah. Um, so I would say that I would give Wiggins the under, and like I said, give him similar treatment as, as Clay. I feel like they both need to be under 25 minutes with the way they're playing right now. I'm not saying take him out of the starting lineup, but reward some of the other guys with more of those minutes. 100% with you. I wouldn't be opposed to like dropping it down to 20 each. Um, 20? And okay. I was going to say, I, I'm still more towards 23, 24, 25, but I could I could see that. I wouldn't. You're gradually getting there. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I, I follow. Um, Kevon Looney is at 23.7. I'm a, I'm, I'm hold. I'm, I'm not, I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other about Loon. Hold. All right. Uh, Draymond Green, <laughs> Draymond Green is, a, and this is, this is one thing that we have to keep in mind too, is Clay Thompson always plays better with Draymond Green on the floor. Um, mm -hmm. Dre is a master of setting screens for all of his teammates, including Clay. So maybe, maybe when we finally see Dre consistently, these numbers will go up as well. Dre is currently averaging tw just, this is a surprisingly low number, just 22.2 minutes per game. That is surprising. I yeah. would go with the over. I would bump him up a few minutes. Um, I think Looney could appropriately be at like 22. I think low 20s is good for him, but I think you could bump up Dre for sure. I'm with you. Uh, Dario Saric, this is a player that if we're talking about like, individuals who should get more minutes, I'm going to yes. advocate for that. Saric yeah. right now is averaging 21.7 minutes per game. Yeah, I would say, and that's not bad, but I would say to go with the over, and that's a player that I would like to see get some of those minutes that we're talking about forfeiting from Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson. I think Sharch is one that you would have to point to 
with the way he's played recently has earned a little bit more and could contribute more him and Moody. Like I said, I, I still think Moody, I'm curious to see where JK's minutes are on the season, but Sharich has been great. I could see, I would go with the over for him. Yeah. What do you think? I'm totally, totally with you. I, I wouldn't mind that getting bumped up to 25. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a gamer and good things are happening when he plays. He averages 10.8 points on the season. Sharich, uh, his shooting numbers, he's 45.1 from the field. Uh, 37.3 from from beyond the arc. Those are good numbers. They're not great, but they're good. He, he's not hurting the team. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga is the next player in terms of minutes uh, at 20.4, which is actually below 20.8 that he averaged last year. What do you think about Kaminga? I'm kind of on the fence about Kaminga because he hasn't wowed me yet this season. And I like Kaminga. I like his game. Like I want to see him continue making strides, but like, I just feel like some nights he hasn't been there. Um, in general, though, I would like to see the young guys get more time. I think I'm leaning more towards the over. But what have you made of the season that Jonathan Kaminga's had, Cyrus? Because Great question. Me, Great I, question. I, because I, I'm hearing some, like like our, our friend Connor Letourneau, for example, had an article just the other day suggesting maybe trade him. I'm hearing that <clears throat> among speculation. No actual reports indicating such. Here's my thoughts on Kaminga. And let me know if you agree or disagree. Yeah. Um, I, Tim, he's the same age as Clay and Steph were their rookie years. He's very young. Uh, yeah. I understand people like expecting more in year three, and, and I don't blame people for expecting that. But he's also mm-hmm. so young that as long as we're seeing increases in progress in his measurables, I'm happy. He's eighth on the team in minutes, but he's fourth in scoring. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's second, and this is probably the measurable offensively that I value the most, is he's second on the team in free throw attempts. And the Warriors last year were dead last in free throw attempts in the NBA. This year, yeah. they're in the middle of the pack. And that's entirely because of Kaminga. So he st- he stops the game for, for a good reason when he's out there. And then mm-hmm. defensively, he's taking on a lot of assignments that once were given to Clay. Once were given to- He's defending yeah. the best player on the opposing team routinely. Um, and he's mm-hmm. not getting owned out there defensively. So I'm actually happy with him. I Do I wish we were seeing more? Yes. I mean... Do I wish his three-point shooting wasn't as horrible as it is? Yeah. Yes. But I think that's going to go up as the season goes along as What's well. What's his percentage on the season from three? Oh, so his three-point, he's one of the worst on the team. Kaminga, uh, three-point is at 20%, um, oh. which is going up. That's a good thing. But his, but overall, his field goal percentage is 44.7, which is not awful. Um, yeah. So he's doing okay shooting-wise as long as it's not uh, behind the, the three-point line. Uh, but the ultimate thing for Kaminga is this, in my opinion, is when you look at his numbers, first half versus second half, it's like almost two different players. And if, in, from what I've seen, if you give him more minutes, like he's averaging 20.4, if that goes up to 25, if that goes up to 30, his numbers will totally jump. Like you will see the type of numbers you 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 hope from him is, is what I think. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on what I just said about Kaminga? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to giving him more minutes and see what he can do. Uh, but but I agree with you. Like, I don't think he's played bad. I just, like I said, was hoping for more based on everything we heard yeah. about the offseason that he had, the, you know, attitude that he had coming into the season. Like, I really wanted him to take, like, that big leap. Like yeah. you said, he's made incremental improvements in a lot of areas, aside from the three-point shooting, but just, like, I still want to see more. I want to see Jonathan Kaminga take over the game. You know what I mean? Like, I think he has that ability to, to dominate and it just like, hasn't quite been there. Hasn't quite turned that corner, but like not a bad start to the season for JK. And he is a player when he gets a longer leash and more opportunities to play that he gets better in my opinion, what we saw last season. So I'm not opposed to what you just said at all. 
agree with you. Uh, and there's a good and and players like Kaminga, Moody, Gary Payne the second, Sharch, they're the reason and Chris Paul why the Warriors bench has outscored the the opposing bench in 15 of 17 games of this year. They have the best bench in the NBA. It's remarkable. Moses Moody minutes, by the way, is at 17.9. He's next. Over, 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 over. He's one Agreed. I would bump up way up. Agreed. Um, wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, yeah, at least five plus minutes more of Moody a night. I think he's Here. played great to start the season. This Not player, every I feel, single game, but I think he's played overall really well. Totally with you. This player, I do wish gets more minutes. I also wish he was used in a different way. I th- Gary Payne the second, in my opinion, should be playing every minute that an opposing player's star player is playing. What I mean by that is Gary Payne the second to me has reached the Bruce Bowen level of defense. The dude is legit. You saw that block on Wembanyama just the other night. Gary Payne the second is six two, and he and he just leapt with this athleticism out of nowhere. One of the smallest guys to block Wimbanyama, without a doubt. Uh, Gary Payne II is averaging 17.3 minutes per game. I'd like to see that to 25. What are your thoughts? I would like. To, I would definitely take the over. I don't know that I would go as far as 25, but I'm with you. Low 20s for GP2. Uh, but he's kind of been knocked up a little bit. Uh, you know, hasn't been 100% healthy all season, so I don't know if that's a factor at all. But I would like to see that number go up. Yeah. And we're already running out of time side. Yeah, we are. Well, we, we named pretty much everyone. The old, we didn't even get to Dre today, but oh, well, I mean, this clay thing took over uh, the storyline. Last two players I'll mention, Pajemski's at 16.3, Trace Jackson Davis, 7.8. We'll finish with that. I mean, I just say over for both of them, but just give the young guys a few more minutes. Like I said, if you're taking away from some of the guys that were talking about the under, maybe a few more minutes for those two. Um, I think they both have a ton of potential. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, well, there you go. And and where do you get those minutes? That's where this is all becoming contentious for Clay, for Wiggins, because that's where you find those minutes. Um, and this whole thing is crazy. So uh, the Warriors play the Kings tomorrow. Huge implications for the in-season tournament. Last final thoughts, Kylan. My final thoughts are we will be here on the post-game show tomorrow. Uh, I'm looking forward to it a lot on the line. This is a huge statement game. Glad the Warriors got the win on Friday. I already forgot what day it was last week, but uh, this is a big opportunity. Yeah, 100% agree. I, I'm a huge fan of the in-season tournament. Are you sold? I'm like, I'm completely in. I The in-season tournament has wowed me. I'm, I love it. You're, do you, are, you, are you similar? Are you, how are you feeling? Yeah, about I'm not this? 100% sold. I like it, but. <laughs> what do you, what do you want to see to improve it with a few seconds remaining? I, we've, we'll talk about it tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. We'll be back tomorrow night. Uh, Kyla Mills and your and yours truly. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, yeah, that Clay Thompson thing is crazy. Kylan, love you. Thank is. you as always. Bye bye. I'm waiting for you. You're not gonna. You're not gonna... <laughs> That's what I. That was my.